education services provider and 100% remote military spouse employer, Freedom Learning Group first partnered with Vertforce back in 2018. And year after year, we follow their explosive growth. And we see countless Vertforce members get hired at FLG and re-enter the workforce, continue their careers at FLG. It's an amazing relationship and it's amazing to see our talent community's success with Freedom Learning Group. So recently, we did a Coffee and Connect sponsored by Freedom Learning Group, which if you haven't been to one, I encourage you to come sign up for the next one. It's a very intimate conversation with the employer. We bring in Vertforce members who got hired with the employer through Vertforce, and we bring in the leadership team of the organization. We sit in a Zoom meeting together, we have coffee, and we do a full-blown Q&A with our talent community and the employer. They're so beneficial to help you understand what your next career step could be and see other spouses, veterans, and transitioning service members who have the same problems that you have when re-entering the workforce or when trying to pursue a continuous career. So with that being said, in this episode, you get to meet Liz O'Brien, the CEO of Freedom Learning Group, and her full team of talent acquisition specialists, recruiters, and other military spouses and transitioning service members who have been hired at Freedom Learning Group from Vertforce. I hope that you enjoyed this. Virtual employment is here to stay. I'm military spouse, Vertforce founder, and your remote work expert, Kimber Hill. Subscribe now to learn how you too can thrive in the virtual workforce. Welcome to Vertforce's Coffee and Connect. This meeting today is an exclusive conversation and sponsored by Freedom Learning Group. My name is Kimber Hill. If you're new to Vertforce, I am the Vertforce founder. We created our organization in 2018 to help active duty military spouses, transitioning service members, and veterans find remote work, connect to real, valuable remote work opportunities. I know a lot of people say this is too good to be true. I know the feeling. <laughs> Freedom Learning Group is one of those almost too good to be true employers, but they're so incredible and we're excited to have a conversation with them today and really lay out the career opportunity with Freedom Learning Group that you have the opportunity to take advantage of. So we're going to chat with seven team members from Freedom Learning Group today. They are an education services provider founded by a military family. So they understand your work-life relationship and they want to uh, cultivate careers that support the lifestyle that you live being a military family yourself. So Freedom Learning Group is constantly creating instructional content in all subject matter areas. And the best part is that all employees are able to work from home. So they are incredible proponents of remote work. They're incredible at empowering military spouses. And right now, there are over 26 openings on Freedom Learning Group's career site. And as I recall, one opening could be hiring for multiple positions. So Michelle, if you will, please go ahead and drop the link to the career site now. Michelle is 
putting a link in the chat for you. And I invite you to go view that site and peruse it while we're going through our coffee chat today so that when we get to the Q&A portion of this meeting, if you have questions, you can certainly ask those. Liz O'Brien from Freedom Learning Group. Uh, I think also very important today that I'm transparent in my journey. Uh, lots of times we wake up and see people seeing in uh, sitting in leadership positions uh, and don't see the journey uh, that went on behind the scenes. Um, and so my very first career was coaching college basketball. I did that for over a decade. Uh, it, it was always what I wanted to be when I grew up and I got to uh, coach all over the country from New York all the way to Hawaii. Uh, but at one point, we moved six times in seven years. And as you can imagine, it doesn't matter how good you are at any profession, uh, but especially college basketball. There has to be a university uh, with a women's basketball or now men's basketball program. Um, and an opening. And so it became very challenging. And so when we moved from Germany to DC, I decided that the time was right um, to make a career change. And it's how I ended up at the US Chamber of Commerce on their foundation arm, where I worked for hiring our heroes for six years, uh, specifically around veteran and military spouse workforce, uh, uh, workforce development. Many of the issues you described today were issues that we worked to advocate for and champion from creating uh, fellowship opportunities to put military spouse into the workforce, to uh, going state to state to uh, champion uh, certification uh, issues and challenges and did a lot of work behind the scenes with the DOD and the SBA and DOL uh, around barriers to employment specifically for our military spouses uh, and group programs there um, that ultimately put me in touch with some, some great minds, but many of who you see reflected on our, our team today. Um, and so when I transitioned to Freedom Learning Group in 2020, um, that's where things really got interesting, right? I'd done the advocacy and now moving forward to lead um, uh, a for-profit company and really interesting journey there. But uh, the part I want you to know about when I transitioned from college basketball to hiring our heroes, I was 40 years old. I took the lowest paying job at hiring our heroes. Uh, I was a coordinator uh, and I reported to a 26 year old who wasn't a military spouse and hadn't lived many of the challenges I had. But what I saw was a company whose and mission uh, organization whose mission spoke to me, uh, who gave me purpose. Uh, and I recognized that there was an opportunity to grow it. And so a year after that, I was director of the program. So sometimes uh, things may seem challenging, but if there is a part of the company that speaks to you, sometimes it's okay to be really humble. And it's not easy to do that, uh, certainly, you know, as you transition from maybe success in one uh, industry to another industry. And so the next step for me after that was to move to Freedom Learning Group. We're a company that was founded by a tremendous Marine Corps family, uh, a, uh, found themselves AGR over in Germany. Uh, Nathan was the Marine and, and Stacy was the spouse and recognized that there was a gap on the ed tech side. Uh, and the military spouse employment side where uh, companies and organizations needed content and curriculum created for them, but they were receiving not great quality of work. And so uh, between the two of them, they decided to launch Freedom Learning Group. And what started out as a, a really small enterprise has grown into what you see today. Uh, and I think we are unbelievably special and unique because we were created to solve at the core of what we do, military spouse unemployment. And there's not many organizations in the country, uh, although uh, Vert Force is on here today, certainly doing tremendous work as well uh, on the different side of the house that were built to solve uh, an industry problem and a workforce problem. 
and so uh, as the company and the organization grew, uh, it has been just a lot of fun to watch the impact. Uh, but what's most important, we are so successful and have so much impact because of our workforce. I think you heard some of our team members today uh, tell their stories. And for me, it is the constant journey of reinvention that makes us so powerful because ultimately there's not a single person on our team that's going to say, oh, I'm not doing that, I can't do that. We all find a way to come to the table every single day and get the job done. Uh, and when I tell you that vendors are consistently surprised that we deliver on time, that we deliver high quality of work um, with very uh, precise <laughs> deliverables, uh, they are blown away. And that is because of the workforce that we hire. We're 67% military spouse and veterans, uh, and 73% of our workforce is, is female. Uh, and that's, that's really powerful when you think about the fact that 5 million women have left the workforce uh, since COVID hit. Uh, we retained about 87% of our folks and we're project-based work, so that is no easy feat, but it comes down to the flexibility that we have. And I wanna be clear, we have full-time opportunities uh, and the majority of our opportunities are project-based, but that flexibility extends from the top uh, uh, all the way down to folks that are onboarding today. Um, and so when I say flexibility, our workforce becomes so powerful because we are providing a landing place for uh, really educated, driven human beings. And I think about our SVP um, of public affairs, Jen Bibby. She was with us a lifetime ago um, at Hiring Our Heroes and she left us to go to Starbucks Foundation where she led corporate social responsibility for them. Uh, and she decided to step away from the workforce when she adopted uh, her son. And I happened, I happened to have a conversation with her one day and she said, I'd love to re-enter the workforce, but I need flexibility. I, I wanna enjoy raising my son. And I said, I have an opportunity for you. Um, and she created, and it's really important that you create your boundaries and have great communication. Uh, she said, these are the hours I wanna work. It's really important to me that I have an opportunity to take my child to uh, whatever the activity is of the day uh, and that I put him to bed. Okay, so we now have an unbelievably skilled woman leading our, our uh, public affairs team who's sharing that knowledge with folks under who, who range from 22 years old, just entering the workforce and on up. And so they are benefiting from her deep depth and breadth of knowledge. Uh, and I'm happy to uh, text or get on a call and stand down with her. She's Pacific Coast time, um, East Coast time, nine, 10 o'clock my time, because that flexibility is really important. Um, and so while everything's not perfect in any scenario, um, we provide an opportunity really for flexibility to be embraced at all levels. Uh, and ultimately what it comes down to is, are we meeting the guardrails and the deliverables uh, of, our, of the organizations that we're going to work for? Um, and so if you have the time, I encourage you to read our white paper that we release, Women in the Workforce, uh, and our success as a global and remote, flexible project-based company, uh, because I think there's opportunities for everybody on there to learn from what we're doing. Um, and I can tell you this, you are your single most powerful advocate as you go through this. I am never hesitant as a CEO to have a conversation uh, with anybody that wants to come work for us. Uh, and you get one seat at the table, right? Not just here, but anywhere as you go through this journey. Uh, and so it's important as you go through it to advocate for yourself as you're coming into an organization. Um, and I think about also how our workforce 
workforce has developed and become so strong. You know, the, the lane of business that Amy Uthi leads for us, are, she's our chief people officer. And so we want to make sure that we are not only paying uh, military spouses, right? We've paid out over $6.7 million to military spouses and veterans, but also that we're creating a great place to work. And I'm, I'm hopeful that Amy gets to touch on this later, but she's really creating uh, some innovative policies that you don't see everywhere uh, that we go across America, whether it's uh, if you're a full-time employee and access to outstanding healthcare or PTO uh, and what you have from the day that you start here to uh, bringing task human into our workforce, which takes care of our folks from a wellness perspective, right? How do you take care of a global community, 40 states, 10 countries, uh, and bring us together? Because ultimately that's what we crave anywhere we go as military spouses and veterans uh, is a sense of community. And we wanna give that purpose at Freedom Learning Group Uh, and really teaching our folks how to empower the small teams that we have under us. And then you think about our recruiting team. Melissa Sanderson comes here and leaves Capital One because she cares so much about bringing her knowledge set to make sure that we have an opportunity to go out and recruit the best and the brightest. Uh, And then taking an Angie and a Georgia who maybe (laughs) didn't have recruiting experience before they came here, but proved themselves to us, right? I, I loved George's journey from uh, 2018 to now uh, and going through that process of when the timing is right to accept that full-time job. This becomes powerful too. Also, she talks about her spouse who's getting ready to transition, right? We know that veterans, 50% of them leave their first job in the first year. And this allows her spouse or or anybody's spouse when you have a, uh, a second stream of income to really take the time to make good decisions in that transition without feeling the pressure of uh, taking a job just to bring money into the house. So uh, I love the, the transition and the stories of Angie and Georgia taking a foot in the door uh, and continuing to reinvent themselves, even under the umbrella of Freedom Learning Group. Uh, and my hope is later on that we we touch on our, our training hub. And these are all pieces that are so important to me because uh, when I was at Hiring Our Heroes and traveled the country, um, what do you do with a college basketball coach that wants to transition, right? How do, you, how do you take care of them? How do you make sure they have an opportunity rather than uh, putting me at the bottom of the pile when I'm 40 years old and really have a depth and breadth of experience that is of value? Uh, and our training hub recognizes that we all have a form of subject matter expertise and you need that last piece of skilling, right? And so you come to Freedom Learning Group and we have an opportunity to, to slot you into our training hub and make sure you get that upskilling piece around instructional design uh, or project management. So I don't want to steal anybody's thunder, but those are the pieces that really speak to me. Um, and, and fortunate to, to grow a brilliant business model that Stacy uh, and Nathan saw fit to launch years ago to solve a problem. Uh, and the last piece that I'll leave you with is in December, we were acquired by social impact fund called Achieve Partners. Uh, they are integral to our growth. Uh, their commitment is to put 100,000 Americans back to work. Uh, over the next few years uh, and companies that they choose to invest in have a great social mission uh, and also have that training piece because um, we wanna make sure that we are decreasing the amount of time it takes for a military spouse to go back into the workforce. And so there've been tremendous lessons learned from them uh, as we have gone through the process. And ultimately we want to provide military spouses and veterans uh, a path to economic opportunity. So. Um, I'm happy to take questions or or kick back over. Thank you so much, Liz. We will have, we're getting a lot of questions in the chat and it looks like your team is on it. 
Georgia's replying and we will have open floor Q&A super soon. Liz, transition from a basketball coach to CEO of Freedom Learning Group. And I know that a lot of the challenges that she went through are some of the same challenges that we are all experiencing on this call. So I want to draw attention to the white paper that Liz mentioned. It's been dropped in the chat now. This is about women in the workplace. We'll see you later, Liz. It's included in our follow-up email, but I'd love for you all to just open it in your browser and prepare to read it post-meeting. Um, in the meantime, a couple of things that I want to point out. I hope that one of the major takeaways that you're receiving from what Liz described are the variety of opportunities at Freedom Learning Group and the support of bringing military spouses back to the workforce. Those are two things, uh, core values that both Freedom Learning Group and Vertforce have in common. We have had a longstanding partnership with Freedom Learning Group since we were created in 2018. Freedom Learning Group was on the scene a few years before us. Uh, but I want to say that since the inception of our partnership with Freedom Learning Group, we have seen countless military spouses hired at FLG in so many different opportunities. And right now, I want to pass it over to Angie Hood, who can talk to us a little bit more about the recruitment opportunities at Freedom Learning Group and how you can also get hired at FLG. Hi, everyone. Um, it was great to hear Liz speak, as always. Um, and she kind of touched on how we've had a very explosive growth in the past year and a half. We started in a, as a very small company in the publishing industry, and we've now grown to have clients in IT, finance, accounting, real estate. And these are just a few projects we've had in the past few months. Um, one thing I will tell you is what you see on our opportunities today may be completely different tomorrow. So making sure that you're checking our opportunities website on a frequent basis. I often open up my email in the morning and see five new job opportunities. So it's always changing. And hopefully now we really have a wonderful variety of opportunities that fit everybody's skills. Um, so if you're wanting to work remotely, I think this is a great place to start. Um, because of this explosive growth, we are obviously always looking for new talent. Um, and the best way to begin that process with us is to go on our website and create what's called a talent profile. Um, so this profile is probably the most difficult part of our hiring process. It's just the most time consuming. You're going to upload your resume and it also allows you to kind of showcase your skills, talk about what you've done in your career. Um, and then once you've done that, you're able to apply for any opportunity. The talent profile also allows us as recruiters to search for you and your skills. So say we have a, um, a project where we are designing a homeschool curriculum. We're able to go in and look for someone who has a curriculum design background. And you may receive an email from one of our recruiters saying, hey, this is what we have coming down the line. Do you have the time available? So we may also come looking for you, which is always nice. I know when you've spent a lot of time jumping from job to job to have a recruiter knock on your door is always a welcome surprise. Um, so that kind of, that's how you would get the hiring process started. Once your talent profile is complete and you've applied for a position, you then would be contacted by a recruiting coordinator to do an initial interview. This is going to be done with either myself, Melissa, or Georgia. And it's really a very casual, a lot like this, informational interview. We give you a background of Freedom Learning Group. 
We want to hear about your background, your skills. This is your opportunity to tell us everything you've done. And then we talk about the roles that not only you've applied for, but also other roles that maybe we know are coming that you may be interested in. Um, a lot of our projects have three people that make up a team. So there's never a single point of failure when you work for FLG. We don't ever have one person that works on a project. And if you don't make the timeline, it's dead. That's not how we work. Um, the majority of our projects have someone who is authoring, either it's an assessment, it's a textbook, it's a curriculum. Um, then they will have someone that they work with. It's, um, we call them quality assurance, sometimes a copy editor, a reviewer. So once the content is created, this person is going to go and review it and look um, to make sure for quality. And then the last is an instructional designer. We actually can't get enough instructional designers. We typically, obviously, when we're uploading on online content, um, we need someone who knows how to make it look good and be able to do that on the client website. Um, so that's kind of what we're always looking for. Uh, Liz also touched on our training hub, and you're also going to hear from Amy and Costin. Um, these are two people who started with Freedom Learning Group and have quickly been promoted. Um, we have created some on some in-house training for individuals who work for us. And you're able to upskill in instructional design. You're also able to upskill if you have aspirations of being a project manager. So we are really trying to create an environment where not only do you have a meaningful career, but also there's opportunities to maybe improve your skills and further your career if that's something you're interested in. Thank you so much, Angie. What I really love about what you're describing is this environment of you can step into this and FLG will prepare you for success. They're going to set you up to do this job excellently. And of course, we can't overlook the fact that you're developing curriculum. So if you're a geologist and you want to stay in the geology field, you can do that. So with that being said, I want to hear from our Vertforce members and mill spouses who have remote careers and they get to stay in their area of expertise with Freedom Learning Group. Amy Jones, do you want to go first? I want to hear your background and I'm sure that everyone on this call can benefit from learning how you ended up at Freedom Learning Group and what your day-to-day -day life is like there. Absolutely. All right. So my background, um, I got a degree in math um, and with a concentration in statistics. And so then I graduated and it was kind of like, what do I do with this degree I just got? And um, it's kind of always been a thorn in my side. Like I have a math degree, what do I do? And I didn't want to teach. Um, so we have PCS, I think six times in eight years. So it's also made that difficult to find um, to find work. Um, so when my husband was deployed, I got a master's degree in business analytics. I knew I wanted to work with data in some form. Um, and so then I continued to stay home with my kids. And then I think when my oldest was about five, I was realizing I had more time and I wanted to get back into the workforce. 
And that's when I found Vertforce. Um, a friend recommended it to me. And then someone recommended FLG on the Vertforce Facebook page. And I found a listing for statistics uh, questions that needed to be authored. And it was finally like something I can do with that statistics degree that I got. And so um, I watched all of the Vertforce videos of um, getting prepared for your interview. And then I did my first interview and I got hired with Freedom Learning Group. And I think some of the things that I was concerned about with um, project-based work I've seen pop up in the chat is, um, is this just going to be a one and done project? And then I never work with Freedom Learning Group again. But I quickly learned, like, um, like Angie just said, that they start to reach out to you for additional projects. So I, I wrapped up that first project and um, started working on spreadsheet optimization type projects. And that was uh, really my niche. And I've continued to do those type of projects um, in tandem with other projects. It's not, you can't just do one project, you can do multiple at a time. I think most people are on multiple projects at a time. And um, so my next step um, is to be a part of the project manager training program um, that's been referenced a few times. And so um, Freedom Learning Group is just an incredible, flexible company to be with. I have a, a three and a five-year-old at home. Uh, my five-year-old is in half-day kindergarten. My three-year-old is home with me all the time. Um, she occasionally pops up in meetings and um, it's completely fine. Um, I work around their schedules. Uh, which is fantastic. I'm able to work a couple hours in the morning before they wake up. Um, I get my daughter ready for school, um, usually play with my three-year-old while my oldest is at school. And then uh, while they're playing after lunch, I get more work done. Um, sometimes I can, you know, have an activity and get some more work done, but there's never, unless I have a meeting, there's not a whole lot of times where I have to work at a certain time, which is my favorite part of being at FLG is I can really work it around my schedule rather than someone telling me when to work. Thank you so much, Amy. So what I'm hearing from you is you're, you started on a project, you quickly found your niche and you're already on a, a growth plan with Freedom Learning Group. They're helping you achieve that project management goal that you have, uh, which is awesome for flexible part-time work. That's, that's an incredible situation to be in. So uh, for our viewers, we are getting close to the Q&A. So if you have questions, go ahead and start putting your hands up. Um, before we do Q&A, I really do want Costin to share her story as well. So similar to Amy, she is, um, she's been with FLG for a while, but she has a little bit different background. So Costin, would you like to, to speak? Absolutely. Um, once again, my name is Costin Doherty. Um, my background is um, high school uh, science. Uh, my husband and I actually got married in college and then he went into the military after that. And so I, you know, it was kind of, we started the journey together. I taught maybe in the classroom for about three total years before we had our first daughter. After that, I moved to teaching virtually um, North Carolina. Alina had an online high school and I've taught for them the past 10 years virtually. Um, but as most educators will tell you, it's exhausting and it can take a really big toll on a lot of parts of you, you know, as an educator. And um, 
one problem is the reciprocity for the licensing if you move and you do want to go back into the classroom. And the other issue is, um, as educators, sometimes people just want to keep us in that lane that we can only be teachers. And um, that's not really the truth. And so FLG came into my life through Vertforce. Um, it was uh, through a, a job board that was posted and, and through some of the interview processes that Kimber puts out. And um, I applied with them and I started working as a subject matter expert on anatomy, biology, um, earth environmental science test questions. So reviewing those, sometimes um, creating them. So when textbook companies will come and they create new chapters, they need their test questions to match that content. So I helped do that. After working on several projects uh, with them, um, they started building out their instructional design lane more. And my master's degree is in online learning and instructional design. So I started working more um, as an instructional designer. Now, that meant that I was really out of my wheelhouse sometimes with the content uh, area. So I've worked on things for, for OSHA, electrical safety, healthcare IT, um, all kinds of things, because then I work with a subject matter expert that knows the, the area. So it allowed me to really get out of my science box, I guess, um, and, and do instructional design. After the instructional design with uh, working for FLG with the while, I moved into project management. So now I worked with um, instructional design projects, managing the projects as well. Um, and that's kind of been my journey. So it's really lanes that I never thought that I would do professionally, but they have allowed me to stay home with our three girls because we have three girls, um, 10 to three. And um, I homeschooled them as well, which I think we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, the flexibility is important because I am allowed to, you know, be home with them, take care of their needs. Because if anyone that has multiple children, if one gets sick, it's a domino effect. And if you're a teacher, you can't miss three weeks of school because three kids are sick. Um, and my husband also has one of those jobs where he's home on Monday and then in another country on Thursday. So it really put me in a bind professionally that I worked really hard for degrees and I wanted to use them. So FLG has allowed me to do that. Um, I think the last thing about FLG, though, is that while our retention rate is great and I have no plans to go anywhere. They have been a really great springboard for upskilling me and are a excellent um, cheerleader behind you for taking additional opportunities. Um, I'm, I'm an instructional designer at a university now because of my work with FLG and because I was allowed to work on so many projects that upskill myself and kind of help rebrand myself as not just a teacher. Um, and that's all because of my work with FLG. So, I think it's really clear that FLG, and I'm glad that you brought that up, Costin, so that we, we can hit on it one more time. It's really clear that this is an organization full of opportunity and growth. And if I can share, if you've never thought about your career this way, think about it this way. Think about it from the perspective of, I want to work for someone who's going to invest in me, who's going to give me growth opportunities, who's going to give me challenges that I've never experienced before so that when I'm finished with this role, I'm a better person and a better team member than I was before I got here. So thank you for sharing your story, Costin. I do want to open the floor up for Q&A. Everyone here, you're welcome to ask any questions that you want. 
I can see that we do have questions coming in through the chat. And I can see that the Freedom Learning Group team is answering them. If you do have a question, you're going to do what these nice four people are doing here. Jenna, Kaylee, Lisa, and Kendra are all doing the right thing and putting their hand up. You access that via the reaction button at the bottom of your Zoom screen. Uh, Jenna, you had your hand up first, so I'll let you kick us off. What is your question? everyone. I know Amy shared about this, um, but I would love to hear a little bit more about what a day in the remote life at FLG is like. I can take that one. I know I kind of talked about it. Um, every day is uh, so much different. I have some weeks where my projects have overlapped so much and it's very busy. And I have some days where I've wrapped up other projects and um, maybe even don't have anything going on that day at all. Um, so really when they say, I think all of their job postings say, as long as your deadlines are met, there's no set hours. Um, they really mean that and they're very flexible with um, making sure when they set up meetings, everyone's very flexible with each other um, to make sure they find a time in your time zone or um, finding a time that works in your own schedule. Um, so really, it can look whatever you want it to look like. I feel like Freedom Learning Group gives you the freedom to set your day up however you want to. Thank you, Amy. Anyone else from FLG want to weigh in on that? If not, we'll move on to Kaylee. All right, Kaylee, what's your question? All right, um, kind of a twofold question about resume and gaps in our resume, as well as kind of go on what Costin was saying, when you're put in that lane as an educator and you kind of want to step out of that, what kind of advice would you have for in that profile for Free Freedom Learning Group? or just resume in general or LinkedIn to show I've done something in during these gaps or something that as an employer, you would look at that and go, oh, that's interesting. I want to talk to this person some more because right now it's kind of all over the place. I feel like I have a year where I'm like, uh, I was doing stuff, I swear, <laughs> but not sure how to show that. mention that unless Angie wants to take a little bit more on the profile side. I'll just say that one thing I love about FLG and you'll notice in the applicant system is they ask for volunteer work because as military spouses, our volunteer work is often overlooked, but it can really translate to the workforce and to things that you've done. Um, you know, you were the head of a PTA, so you had a lot of organization stuff you had to deal with. You might work with the FRG and do newsletters and so you've done copy editing you know things like that so it's like don't I think my biggest advice is don't undersell yourself when it comes to things that you can highlight even if it's something super small if you did it you did it and you need to highlight that as a as a skill because it's really going to translate um, into other opportunities and I think that's the problem with a lot of other companies not you know that that don't cater to military spouses is we're we're overlooked and dismissed because of our lifestyles but i will say i will never apologize for being a military spouse or a mom first because it's just our life you know and there are companies like flg and through you know partners like Burtforce that know that and know that we're educated and smart and we can do a good job you just have to 
really dig and just don't undersell yourself at all for anything you've ever done, even on a super small scale. I have to agree with Costin, and I do think it's the beauty of our talent profile. Even though I said it was the most time consuming, it really is a chance for you to sit and, and showcase anything that you've done. I mean, as an educator, I'm guessing that you've created content, that you've created curriculum, you're really good at writing. Um, all of those skills we need on a daily basis. So, you know, just I, I would almost take the chance to sit down and brainstorm anything that you've done and just make sure it's included because we, we need all of those skills. I want to step in here too. I, I want to call Sarah. So um, separately, I actually interviewed two ladies this morning that are on this call today, Natasha King and Sarah Dietrich. Um, and I want to call Sarah out really quick because she is a currently a stay-at-home mom trying to re-enter the workforce. And I think one of the things that I love so much about FLG is that we meet people where they are wherever that might be in their career, um, whether you had a, you know, you had to stop your career because of an OCONUS PCS or because you had to step in to be a caregiver or you are a mom of twins, whatever that might be, um, there's a place for you here, right? We meet people where they are. Um, and so when I was chatting with um, Sarah this morning, I just wanted to reassure her that, hey, there's a place for you here. Um, to relaunch your career. And whether we start you in, you know, maybe a smaller role, a smaller role in maybe the reviewing, the QA, the copy editing, until you kind of get your feet wet, um, where you feel more comfortable to move into assessment authoring, um, or whatever that might be, maybe a pathway to instructional design, project coordinator, PM. Um, I, I just think that's one of the things that's so brilliant about um, our business model and um, we are we are just not risk averse in that space um, to hiring. Gosh, I just love that so much. I really love the model that you guys have established. Okay, Lisa Kling. Oh, Lisa, no question. All right, we'll move to... Oh, I do. I just um, lowered my oh. hand. I do. Okay. Okay, um, thank you. I was thinking um, when Melissa was talking um, after homeschooling my kids for so long, I got my first degree in 2020 and then I just kept going. So right now I'm almost done with my master's degree in military psychology. And a lot of the, um, I'm learning how to write those documents using tactile terms and like even not having the experience working I still know I'm learn I know how to do that. It's just a mindset shift, I think, and that's what I'm hearing from from um, Freedom Learning Group. And then um, last year I attended Amplify through um, hiring our heroes, and I was introduced to Elizabeth. And I just want to say, like, what she's speaking about is applies to herself too, because when she attended um, Amplify. She was in a campground during, it was during COVID in 2020 and they had decided to take their children and um, hop onto a motorhome and work on the road because they could do that during that time while a lot of things were shutting down. And I just, I thought that was really um, 
what a great opportunity for her kids and her whole family. But I, my question is, I'm wondering if you can say more about the training hub. I've started my talent profile and I'm wondering if you complete things in the training hub, are you able to add that onto your talent profile then? We actually keep track of that since it's part of our, our in-house system. So it would be added into your profile as you complete it, yes. All right, thank you. I have to pick up my kids, so I'm gonna leave and I just wanna say thank you. I appreciate your time and this was a really fun way to spend my break today, thank you. Thank you, Lisa. All right, we will move over to Kendra, but I'll also share here that Liz made a comment in the chat here, referencing a freak snowstorm that came through Yellowstone while she was on a call with Google back to that, that mobile RV experience. And I can relate, we did 90 days in an RV last year. So it, it's such a fun experience to be able to work on the road. And Kendra, you have your hand up next. So you're our next question. It's been mentioned several times that this is a project-based organization. And so I was just wondering how often do you try to keep the same employees from project to project to project? That's a really good question. I guess I'll take it. Um, so you'll find that once you are in our FLG family and in our talent community, we tend to um, recycle all of our all-stars, right? And so you might find that our team is actually reaching out to you. Maybe we know of something that's coming down the pike that just hasn't hit the website yet in the career space. Um, and we might tap you to say, hey, you know, you look like you would be a, a fantastic value add for this project team. Um, and we would reach out to you to apply, right? So um, you'll find that a, a lot of our folks um, on our on our projects, kind of they roll on, right? If, especially if it's a an ongoing uh, project, whether that's with Coursera or CompTIA, um, some of those longer term projects, um, you'll see folks, you know, just kind of hop on um, and, and stay on that project. So there's some with longevity from that perspective, and then there are some that are very um, short term. But yeah, you, you'll find I think that this team, that's the TA team, um, will will you know act uh, proactively start tapping you. Um, you know, to, to, to rejoin projects. Okay. I saw a lot of 16 week projects and I was just wondering like, if it, is it going to be 16 weeks and then done or yeah, could I stay no. on longer? <laughs> yeah, no. And you'll find that, you know, if you look on the career site, they'll, they'll say 16 weeks or three months or seven months or, you know, two weeks. Right. Um, and so what a lot of, and, and Costin and Amy can, can probably weigh in here as, um, as to two folks that were that were SMEs and, and are now in the, the PM, the ID and the PC space is that they will proactively, um, our talent will proactively look, right? If they know, hey, I'm going to roll off this project in four months, well, then kind of what's coming down the pike, right? Or they might even tap the talent team. Hey, what's coming up? This project is getting ready to end in, you know, X amount of weeks or months. Like, you know, what else could I kind of hop on? Um, and we don't limit our um, workforce to how many projects they can sit on, right? As long as you're managing your own capacity and your bandwidth and you're still making the deliverables and deadlines, um, you know, we don't limit you to how many that you can sit in on. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Kendra. And thank you, Melissa. 
Dawn, you're next. Hi, um, I have a quick question about um, your instructional design positions. So I have um, a lot of experience in instructional design and I also am almost complete. Um, I have one class left to getting my instructional design certificate. I was wondering how well is that looked at um, for having a certificate and experience based on actually having a, um, a degree in instructional design? Well, first of all, I think we would we love any and all instructional designers. <laughs> we will take you any way we can get you. The one thing I will tell you is the best thing to do when you're applying for a project is really to read the basic qualifications. Um, some clients ask that the instructional designers that work on a project have the skills that encompass the project. So let's say it's an IT project. So they sometimes want an instructional designer who has IT experience. Sometimes that's not the case. Um, so it's very project specific on what we're looking for. Um, sometimes just a general instructional design certificate is fine. Um, but my, my biggest suggestion would be to fill out that talent profile. I know we have, we keep a list of our instructional designers because we need them all the time. And so we'd love to be able to add more to that list. I'll also say too that definitely make sure that when you're looking at the um, project uh, description, the job description, that you are meeting all of those qualifications in the basic requirements, but then you'll see that there's another box for preferred, right? Those are nice to haves. So as long as you your skill sets align to all of those basic requirements, and maybe you align to one or two of the preferred or the nice to haves, um, don't let that hinder, you know, don't, don't let that be kind of a roadblock in your mind, right? I feel like, especially women, if they, um, you know, they don't see that, oh, okay, I don't meet every single qualification, the, the list of 50 of them, and I'm just not going to apply, definitely don't shy away from doing that, right? Make sure you're hitting the ones in the basic, and then the nice to haves, you hit one or two, great, and then I would just apply. Okay. Yeah, I, I have, I've applied for a couple of um, positions um, that I didn't receive any sort of interview or anything, but I'm not sure if I had my my profile updated. So I guess I'll definitely check into doing that. That could be it too. Um, and that's actually a very good point that you bring up. If you are someone on this call that already has a profile with FLG, it is very important that you keep your resume updated. Um, anything that we should know, right? Did you go through a tech boot camp? Um, you know, just any certifications that you have kind of earned since you have created your profile. We leverage, if you think about LinkedIn, right? It's a huge platform that is, I spend a lot of time in LinkedIn looking for talent. But if you think about our own internal applicant tracking system, we truly use that as our own mini LinkedIn. So we spend an incredible amount of time in there. And if your um, resume and your profile isn't updated, um, we search by keywords, by skill set keywords. So if you have something that hasn't been updated, then we can't find you. So it's very important um, that you keep that up to date. Thank you. Thank you, John, and thank you, Melissa. I want to reiterate on what they're what they're talking about here. 
If you are actively looking for a position, I, I highly encourage you to set a calendar reminder to review your own resume and review all of the systems that you're entered into on a regular basis. It can be super easy to think, oh, I'm in. They'll call me if something comes up. But if you're doing self-growth, self-development, you're learning new things, if you don't update the systems that are tracking that, we don't know. Freedom Learning Group doesn't know, Workforce doesn't know, and we want to be there to support and help that. And it looks like Georgia has just dropped the talent profile link in the chat one more time. And Jessica, our Workforce recruiter, has a question. Jess, go ahead. Hey, so I know one of the questions that we get asked a lot is OCONUS friendly opportunities. Um, so can you guys shed some light on that? Are you open to OCONUS um, candidates for all of your positions? Are they all eligible for it? And how would that look um, if you were to accept a, a position while being OCONUS? This is the beauty of 100% remote work um, and the beauty of being founded by a military couple who understands that that's important. Um, so all of our positions are 100%. I think Liz stated when she spoke earlier that we have contributors in 40 states and 10 different countries. So we are very used to different time zones, maybe a little bit of delay in emails. Um, and I know Amy talked about the fact that all of our projects, you're given a um, a goal, a milestone in which you need to deliver content. And it's up to you to decide how you get there, at what time you complete the work. Um, and as long as you're able to get there, we're happy to have you. So yeah, please do not be um, scared away by being OCONUS. I will just caveat that by saying, make sure you um, are familiar with your SOFA laws with, in whatever country you are working from, um, as well as any installation you are working from. Those can be challenging to navigate. Do you, I, I think Military OneSource is the place to go, but do you have a recommendation, Melissa, on where to go to get briefed on those? Yeah, we point people back to Military One Source, um, checking in with uh, your local JAG office or, you know, just leveraging. And I'll share a very embarrassing story. When I first started working, this wasn't OCONUS, but when I first started working remotely, I mean, you have to think about also tax considerations in whatever state you reside in. Um, this was before I think you could claim your residence um, with your spouse, but I have been working remotely since 2014. And my first duty station working remotely was Kansas City. Well, I was unaware that there was an e-tax and um, a bill from the IRS from the Kansas City Revenue Department showed up on my doorstep just several months ago for $700 because I must have done my taxes myself. I don't know. I've done them for years that way. And so, and just, just missed it, right? It was an honest mistake, but those are all things to consider whether you're OCONUS, whether you're CONUS, um, you know, working remotely. Um, those are all things that you have to consider. So certainly, uh, you know, the local IRS, your revenue, you know, city offices, um, tax consultants, those are all, you know, great people to leverage when you're considering remote work. Thanks, Melissa. So I'm going to do last call for questions that you want to ask to the Freedom Learning Group team and then ask while we're waiting on those hands to come up. Uh, Freedom Learning Group, your group, do you guys have anything else that you want to share that may not have been covered in the questions today? If there's nothing, we can get to that. Go ahead. 
Oh, can, no, no, no. I was just going to say, I know it's often, um, and it was kind of touched on about working with kids um, and the flexibility, because I know Amy talked about what her schedule looks like. Um, I think the most important thing is that FLG knows that we're parents, um, you know, most of us in, in the cases and that we're having to work around children. And um, it was brought up in the chat a couple of times about homeschooling and I do homeschool and still work. And, um, you know, while we have meetings like this, sometimes that are, are done, a lot of the work is asynchronous. So it's done via like, you know, Microsoft Teams, Google Docs, things like that, where you're contributing. So there's not a lot of worry about kids in the background. And, you know, unfortunately, there's just those days that there is a toddler that's laying in my lap at the same time. I have a meeting, you know, from here up, but that's the beauty of it's flexible project-based work. And, you know, we're pretty capable people multitasking, I think. So that's just something to consider is not allowing your children to keep you back from looking at more opportunities because you can you can work around them <laughs> and with them screaming in the background sometimes. So, <laughs> Costin, you have three, right? Three girls. Yes. Three girls. I need I need all the details. Please send me a send me a private message or an, an email so I can figure out how you master homeschooling for three. I will. I will. We will chat later. <laughs> OK. And then we have one last question that we'll take from Yvonne and I will then give you guys your Starbucks. Uh, Yvonne, go ahead. Good morning. So my question is a, basically a follow-up for um, the sofa loss um, question. I'm in Hawaii, so we're, you know, a state, but my um, legal residence is Texas. How does, which law am I supposed to be looking at? Because some hiring companies or some companies, uh, they say like, you know, we can do anything overseas as long as you reside in these states. So how do we navigate that? Like with specifically freedom learning group melissa are you are you cool if i if i take this one yes please <laughs> okay. uh well one if you are in hawaii that's part of the united states of america so status of forces agreements are brokered by foreign countries foreign entities many of them go back 50 60 years which is why so many of the uh, laws are not friendly to military spouses um, and to open them and redo is not as easy as it sounds in theory. Many of them are owned by the State Department and negotiations go through them. But if you are in Hawaii, um, that that's part of America. So you're you're good to, to go to work. You don't have to. There's no status of forces agreement there uh, where you choose what address you choose to use on your 1099 is up to you. What I will tell you is if you're a military spouse living overseas in a, uh, on an installation in another country, uh, it's incumbent upon you to know the laws and the rules and the status of forces agreements in those locations. Um, each of us should have a home of record or um, address that we can use um, on our 1099s. But uh, to be very transparent, that is on the individual applying. And so you really want to know your status of forces agreements because there are implications. Uh, if it's not a friendly location, you could lose your housing on installation, uh, et cetera. Now, some of these rules have been tweaked by the garrison commanders on different locations. Um, 
but really uh, important for you to know where you live, what the status of forces agreements are. Uh, we, uh, what comes across to us on 1099s, if you're 1099 says you're in Texas, I'm not, you know, we're, we're not digging in to find out if you're actually in Texas. We, we trust that you're being transparent with what you're putting forward. Um, so uh, if you are in Hawaii, go ahead and apply. Nothing to worry about there. Thank you for your question, Yvonne, and thank you, Liz, for that super thorough answer. And Yvonne, earlier, we also mentioned Military OneSource. I think that's a great resource for you to start. I mean, it is complicated and it is our responsibility, um, but they will be there to help you. What I'd like to do now is thank Elizabeth, Melissa, Angie, Costin, both Amy's, Amy Jones and Amy Youth, Georgia, uh, the whole Freedom Learning Group team. I hope I didn't miss anyone for taking the time to conduct this you know, intimate conversation with our Vert Force candidates and for sponsoring uh, this conversation and giving everyone a free cup of coffee. All right, last call for Freedom Learning Group. You guys have anything you wanna share before we sign off today? All right. I, to, I just want to say we're here to support. My hope is everybody wants to come work at Freedom Learning Group. But if there is a conversation that resonated with you today, know that our staff ultimately here is to help is here to help make your career journey uh, smoother and easier and continue to pave the way for military spouses that want to seek economic opportunity. So don't hesitate to reach out, even if a job uh, doesn't necessarily resonate with you. Uh, feel strongly that we're all in this together. And if we're not the right solution for you, we want to get you connected to the next right solution. Yeah, I want to tag on to that too, Liz. One of the big themes that I'm hearing in, in this conversation, and I hope that everyone who's here today takes away from this, regardless of whether you go work for Freedom Learning Group or you go work somewhere else, um, we want you to recognize and feel a part of this military spouse, veteran transitioning service member community, and where you go advocate for that community. Uh, bring 100% of your effort to that position and uh, just know that everything that you do, it's a reflection on this larger community. So the good that you do in the world supports the good that other people in our community need in their lives. So thank you for being an outstanding representation of the military spouse community. And with that, we'll close it out. Bye, everybody. And your free coffee will come in, a, in the next 90 minutes, likely. All right. See you later. Bye bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you.